Mandy turned her attention back to her client. So, you said you were visiting a friend? Tricia smiled slightly. This was going to be a cakewalk. Yes, Karen Fletcher. Do you know her? Mandy's face echoed her shock. Well, sure. Everyone knows Karen. I just saw her yesterday, as a matter of fact. Why, her mama has a clothing design business here at the spa. Tricia stiffened slightly. Is that right? Mandy spritzed detangling solution on Tricia's hair. Evelyn's quite talented. The First Lady of Florida has ordered a couple of custom outfits, and Evelyn had a spot on the morning TV show out of Tallahassee here a few weeks back. I'll have to scold Karen for holding out on me. I'll shop a bit before I leave today. Mandy's brows knit together. I thought everyone up there in Atlanta called her Mary Elizabeth. Everybody but me. I'm the only person who knows her real identity. Is that so? Uh-huh. I'm watching the townhouse and feeding her cats while she's away. Karen and I are very close. I guess it just tears you apart then what's happening to her, Mandy frowned. I mean, we all felt harshly toward Karen for a bit, I admit, but no one deserves to have breast cancer. Trisha's pulse quickened. Now the pieces fit perfectly. The numerous mornings she had caught Mary Elizabeth retching in the staff bathroom, the sallow cast to her skin. Trisha had chalked it up to morning sickness. All this time the princess wasn't pregnant as she had suspected. How is she doing with all of it? I mean, just so I'm prepared when I see her. Mandy paused and studied her patron's reflection in the oversized mirror. I'm getting the feeling Karen's not expecting you. I wanted to surprise her. I guess it wasn't such a good idea. You might want to give it a couple of days. She and Evelyn are over in Tallahassee this morning for Karen's last chemo treatment before they do the surgery on her. Trisha forced a mask of sadness. I knew I'd catch her at a bad time if I just showed up. But I was afraid she'd beg me not to come if I said anything in advance. I'll just bet it would do her a world of good to see a friendly face. She can't very well turn you away now that you've come so far and had your hair all done up special. You'd best steal yourself for how she looks, Melody interjected. Now she don't look that bad, Melody, Mandy scolded. The wig I cut and styled for her looks pretty close to real. Trisha put a hand to her chest. She's lost the rest of her beautiful hair? Most of it. It was a sad sight, I'll tell you. She marched right in here and told me to shave it all off. Her head's as slick as a baby's behind now. Of course, it makes the wig fit like a second skin, and bald was a sight better than the few stray pieces of fuzz she had left. Poor Karen! Trisha itched with the desire to return to Atlanta. You should stop in and visit her daddy, Joe. He'll be about finished with the lunch crowd by the time you're done here, Mandy suggested. He has a little place on the main drag. You probably passed it coming in. The borrowed time bakery and eatery. I just might do that. 
and I'll heed your advice about giving Karen some time before I stop by. Don't y'all breathe a word about me being here now. You can count on me, Melody said. Mandy agreed. One thing about us, we know how to keep our mouths sealed shut. Mandy reclined the back of the chair over the basin. I'm famous for my scalp massages, Anna. Just close your eyes and I'll make you never want to visit one of those pricey Atlanta City salons again. By one o'clock, a freshly coiffed and manicured Tricia Truman was northbound on the interstate. When Tricia completed the expose on Georgia Metro Public Broadcasting's noted spokeswoman, she could take her rightful place in the world of investigative reporting. Mary Elizabeth Kensington would be lucky to land a job cleaning toilets at a radio station in Hole in the Road, Idaho.